Every company has breakdowns in their revenue process. Sure thing deals slip into next quarter, competitors creep in and swipe deals away at the last minute, and deals getting single threaded that don't get to power. These are just a few examples of revenue leak, but there are a ton more, and they're preventing your team from reaching their sales targets. That's why I'm such a big fan of Clary's revenue platform. It's the only tool that actually helps leaders take control of their revenue and thrive through any market conditions, especially when things get tough. You can't afford to miss a single detail, but you also can't be leading by gut. Clary combines the science and the art of sales and sales leadership. So go to Clary.com if you want to answer the most important question in your business. Are you going to meet, beat, or miss on revenue? Welcome to the Live Better, Sell Better podcast with your host, Kevin Dorsey of Inside Sales Excellence, the number one Patreon group and YouTube channel for tech sellers and tech sales leaders, where we dive in deep for tactical advice on how to book more meetings, close more deals faster, and lead sales teams to success. But we don't stop there. We also focus on the person in salesperson. We talk about mindset, goals, time management, and so much more. So thank you for listening. And if you're interested, head on over to patreon.com slash inside sales excellence. Now with that, grab a notepad, get ready, and let's dive into the good stuff. What up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Live Better, Sell Better podcast. This is your host, Kevin Dorsey, aka KD, and we're going to go deep on branding today because building a personal brand is a hot topic on LinkedIn. Everyone talks about build a brand, build a brand this, build a brand that. You can build a business if you build a brand. Like Everything talks about building, but very few people are talking about how because in order to build a brand, you need to be known for something. In order to build a brand, you need to be able to connect with people, drive a community, drive engagement. And that is why I'm so excited to have Tara Horsmeyer on the show today. She's the founder of Happy Words, right? Truly helping executives write better copy, build a brand, build a presence on LinkedIn. And she's going to dive in deep on how to actually do this. Because if you do this right, it can literally change your life and your career. Tara, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be here. This is this is going to be a good one. We've we've been connected for a long time on mm-hmm. on LinkedIn, a lot of back and forth, and I love a lot of the things that you are putting out there. And so, but people love this show because we get right into it, no backstories, and I like the fluff there. And so, I want to talk about this idea of you know <laughs> branding, right? Like when you are working with these executives to you know build a brand, like what does that mean to you when you say hear like branding or to build a brand? Like what what do you hear there? What does that mean? Mm. So a lot of times when that's such a buzzword for people, because they're like, I don't want a personal brand or how do I build a personal brand? And they think it's something almost external to them. Like, Hey, I've got to go achieve this thing or create this thing or make up this thing. And that's going to solve, you know, all of my needs, or it's going to, it's going to lead to all of these business decisions or all that. And what I love to do is I love to start with mindset. So I love that we're starting here. And I love to say, Hey, you know what, whether you know it or not, whether you think it or not, 
you already have a personal brand, you already have a presence. And so really my job in working with executives and really just working with people every day is to bring out what's already in them and then to help them see, hey, this is just an extension of me in a different way, but it's not something that needs to actually be manufactured or created or something that's not genuine or inauthentic to them. And so once we start there and once we start, you know, bringing in the examples of, hey, who are you when you're with your friends? You know, you're different than when you're with your family. You're different than when you're with your coworkers or your, you know, your team. Those are all parts of you, but those are all essentially a brand that you have internally or externally, just depending on the circumstances. So what I love to do is just kind of start there, remind them. And then that I found just, it breaks down a lot of the walls or a lot of kind of the preconceived notions that we have around building a personal brand because they realize, oh my gosh, this is actually who I already am. And this is something I already do. I just want to put a little more intentionality around it and a little more framework and strategy around it. I love that that call out because especially, I mean, LinkedIn, Instagram, TikTok, whatever, it's like the <laughs> brands that people tend to try to push out aren't them. Like they're not right. authentic, especially like on LinkedIn, right? It's like, we, it's, oh, well, that's the professional platform. So I need to be professional in this brand, but then I'm going to be different in this brand. So you kind of hinted at this a little bit, like how do you help people I guess, discover that voice or to understand like, this is what my brand is going to be, right? Because I love, you said intention, the extension of me. Like, Mm -hmm. how do you help people kind of pull that out to like, all right, where am I starting with my brand? Yeah, it's so smart just to just to kind of remember that this is, again, this is an extension of you. It is a part of you, but it's also going to be just a certain part of you, you know, so it's still going to be authentic. It's still going to be who you're going to show up to be. But I always start with, okay, what are your goals? Like, what do you actually want to accomplish? Because so many times people come in and it's that whole kind of like random acts of marketing. There's random acts of content. There's random acts of LinkedIn. And they're like, it's not working. And I'm like, well, what are you actually trying to accomplish? I don't know. I just want to build a brand. And so that's why really working with someone just like in any capacity of like, okay, let's hone this in. Let's rein this in. What do you actually want? Okay. What do you actually want that you want that you want, you know? And so peeling back all of those layers and then just getting down to kind of those one or two things of, you know, I don't want to do everything or I don't need uh, to accomplish everything via my personal brand, but here's one or two things at least to start out with. Here are kind of some baby steps. Here's some, you know, three months uh, goals that I would like. And then once we hone in on that, as we know, we kind of get rid of all the extra fluff, all the extra shoulds, or this person's doing that, or that person's doing that. So I have to want to do that. And so once we start small, achievable, and then set up, you know, uh, strategies and effective content around those to just achieve minor goals at first, not try to, you know, build Rome in a day. And then people just start to relax more, start to build more sustainable. And then they allow themselves to say, okay, I'm going to show up more as me because I'm not trying to close 50 deals off of two LinkedIn posts. Right. And I'd love that. Now we're starting to get into some expect- expectation settings mm-hmm. here, because I think a lot of times we're like, all right, I'm going to start. And I make a few posts. And like you said, it didn't work. It's like, work. Well, first of all, what were you even trying to do with those posts? But then second, like expectations around kind of timing, right? So like, if you think about this, if people are listening, like, yes, I want to build a brand, like what sort of expectations would you set for them in terms of like, here's a realistic timeline, right? Because you got to do this for a while for it to build up and get the momentum. So like kind of how do you plant that seed of kind of the timeline of this? 
Yeah. So that's probably one of my favorite conversations to have because that's when I get to the real, real of what somebody actually wants. And then once they have expectations aligned of like, Hey, just like content, just like anything else, it's going to take time, but you don't walk into a cocktail party or you don't walk into, you know, a first meeting with someone and automatically expect to, you know, build a relationship, close the deal, do all that. Anyway, you know, like we don't do that in real life. So why the heck are we trying to do that on LinkedIn? And so once people start to see this is a relational platform, this is a way to connect. This is networking at scale. This is not I'm going to this, you know, X, Y, Z event and then I'm going to close the deal and move on. And it's not transactional. And so once we start to see, oh, my gosh, this is a long game, it can be a little bit of a wake up call because so often people are looking at the big names, the people who have been doing it for so long. And they're taking that snapshot and saying, oh, well, they put out a post about a new course and all of a sudden they've got 400 likes, you know, have sold 800 uh, products or counts or all this. And they're looking at that like, wait, I want that. And I'm like, yeah, well, they've been doing this for five years. You know? mm-hmm. They have been depositing and now they're seeking those withdrawals and it's natural and it's going to happen because they built the community. So I don't like to say, hey, good luck. We'll see you in five years. But there are ways that you can say, look, this is going to be a longer, slow burn play, just like in real life, just like in the relationships, just like in what you're doing on business. This is just a way to do it at scale in a different way. And so once I start drawing those parallel, um, you know, parallelisms of like, hey, this is basically what you're doing already networking, they're just doing it in a different way, then they start to honestly take a breath and relax and say, okay, this is going to be fun now because I'm not looking at it so transactionally. I'm looking at it relationally, just like I do in my business. I I like that. I think that's a good transition then to start talking strategies, right? Because there also is a right way and a Mm -hmm. wrong way to do some of this. And I think that's also where people, they're one, they don't think the long game, but then they, some people do, they do it for four months, six months, but they're not doing it the right way. And then they do, they give up because like, well, I have been putting in the time. I have been kind of doing this, but I'm still not getting any sort of return back. So let's start talking into the strategies now. So you've set Mm -hmm. expectations, right? You've kind of pulled out or maybe done a deep dive to find out like their voice. What are some of the tactics that you've seen? Let's start with content first, right? Like what type of content, you know, should people be focused on producing? And like, what are some of the things... I guess that make it quote unquote, again, I don't want to use the word work, but you get what I'm saying of like to get (laughs) engagement, to pull people in. So let's talk content strategies first. Yeah. And really by work, I think we all say it makes it worth our while, you know, whatever that is, whatever you're receiving from it. But I really try to, to help them see that just like in anything else, people buy from, they know, like, and trust people, they know, like, and trust. So your content has got to reflect a side of you where they feel like they know you, they feel like they like you, and now they feel like they trust you. So when it comes to the no part, let's talk about personal stories. Let's talk about inviting people in to the person behind the little thumbnail, behind the picture, behind who you are. So being a little more vulnerable, being true to who you are, sharing more about your, you know, failures, your missteps, your just real life, you know, your human side of you. And that helps people know you. The likable factor, that's engaging on other people's content. (laughs) This is the number one. I'm like, if you do nothing else on LinkedIn, if you do nothing, nothing, nothing else, you take nothing else away, go engage with other people, comment, 
because you have to give your voice to get your voice. So it's all about giving. And it's, it's this place is set up to give, not receive. But of course, as we all know, just in life, the more we give, the more we receive. And it feels so good. Yeah. Um, and then last, the trust piece. And this is where people honestly want to go first. They want to come on and they want to be a thought leader. They want to just start spitting knowledge. But that's actually the last piece that you've got to weave in. And so th- this isn't like, a, okay, first do 100 posts just about your life and your story, or this isn't just go do a hundred posts about, um, you know, or just a hundred this or that on, you know, your expertise. This is blending it all together to just weave a story and to weave a presence that you're building as you're creating community, as you're going out and you're commenting. So making sure you have those buckets, you know, no like and trust, but really personal story, commenting and connecting and engaging and responding to comments on your own stories or your own posts. But then um, also the trust piece, which is now you get to start putting out your expertise, putting out your, you know, how I do this and what's worked for me, this may help you or, you know, those tips and, you know, I say tips and tricks, but tips that we see all over LinkedIn um, that people are like, this is amazing stuff. Why is it getting no engagement? Well, you probably haven't focused much on the other two buckets. Yeah, 100%. And I can speak to this personally too, of like the posts that go big are always, they're a story, they're an emotion Mm -hmm. of some sort. The ones that I wish would go big, right? The tactics, right? The things that like (laughs) actually would help people never do. But if you can blend them, right? If you can Mm -hmm. tell a story that involves the tactic or the tip or whatever else, like that's where it really starts to come together. And And I love this, right? And like, what's the framework though of a good story, right? Because I could also hop on there like, well, today I was talking to my son, no fake kid stories, by the way, everyone skipped the fake kid stories, right? But like, <laughs> what's the framework of a good story to share? Oh gosh. So there's so many frameworks out there, but I say the best stories are those that you've connected with. So we get so hung up on like, okay, is it, do I start with this? And then I go here or that, but I just say, you know what, just start, right. Start talking, start dictating, Mm -hmm. put in a phone, tell a story. Like we are sitting down, you know, at dinner or next to each other. And you're like, oh my God, I got to tell you this story, whether it's funny or it's emotional. How would you talk about it? You set the stage. Okay. So here I was, you know, it was five o'clock on a Friday. I had just finished my last call. All of a sudden, you know, Slack pings, it's my manager. And, you know, he tells me that this, and it just, you just kind of go and you get excited. And it's like, you start getting energy around that as you're typing it out, as you're thinking about it, as you are literally imagining it, write all of those details down. And so that's one thing that I love is you've got to set the stage first, bring me into the story. I want to get excited. I want to know the hook. I want to know where you are, what you're doing. So bring all of those details in as you're crafting a story. But then this is the piece that people forget is you've always got to make it about the other person listening to the story. You've got to make it compelling. You've got to ultimately make it about them, you know, because what you want to do is you want to be able to put people into your story and basically replace you. It's, I always equate it to, it's like you're walking, you're trying to, you're looking for a new home. A lot of people have been there lately. So you're walking into a new house. What do they always tell you if you're trying to buy a home or sell a home? You need to get rid of everything on there that where somebody can't see themselves in it. So the second you start just like putting up, you know, guardrails and frames, make it to where it's like, okay, someone else can see this. So that's why I love, like, if you look through a lot of my posts, I'm like, maybe this is your story. Maybe this isn't, maybe you're this, maybe you're a marketer, maybe you're a salesperson, maybe you're this. And, you know, so people can all of a sudden start to see themselves in your story and get to their point. Cause the second they see yourself see themselves in your story, whether it's, I can relate to you. Oh, 
girl, I have been there. You know, I have felt that. Uh, my gosh, my husband and I were just having this conversation, or I just went through this with my coworker. That is when you've hooked them in because they can see themselves and then you guide them along to, okay, what was, you know, what actually happened? What was the framework? And then what was the takeaway? What is the bottom line? What is the point? So this is the journalist in me because I am a what's the point kind of person um, <laughs> when it comes yep. to copy is I always try. I always read it and I'm like, I'm, I like to think of myself as like a really nice person. But when I evaluate and judge my copy, I am not. Yep. I am so mean. I am like, this is sucks. I don't even want to read it. <laughs> or what's the point? I don't even know. Like I'm confused now, even as I write stuff. And so I'll scrap it and go back. So always remember to bring people in, but then land the plane. Like what's the point? What's the takeaway? What do you want them to know, feel, do, think, um, you know, all of that. And once you find that landing, it just makes the story just, it just hits home for people. I love that. I want people to like go back and listen to this segment again. And I want you to hear how often she says they, them, audience, mm. not you, I, me. It's for your audience, which was people hit me up all the time too. Like how do like I build a brand? Or like I'm not getting engagement on my posts. Mm. Like what's going wrong? And you know, I'll read some of them and go, who are you writing to? Yeah. who's your audience? Like you have to determine your audience before you can determine your content. Because if my audience is leaders, that's where I want to build a brand, but mm -hmm. I'm writing tips on how to make a cold call. It's the wrong audience. I'm not mm -hmm. writing there. So like, how do you help people identify their audience or maybe what would resonate with their audience? Yeah. So I, you've hit the nail on the head. I mean, that's why we really start right at the beginning of, Hey, what do you want to accomplish? You know? And so once we know, okay, what do you want to accomplish? Then we're able to say, okay, who do you want to pull in? Who do you want to resonate with that? And so keeping those frameworks. And that's why, um, I think somebody was talking about basically like repurposing content, you know, that you've posted once you kind of get into it and do it. And I always say, go revisit that because mm -hmm. that reminds you of your purpose and it's repurposing because sometimes as we go and we just start creating, we'll end up going somewhere completely different and we're not achieving or we're not drawing drawing in, I would say you've got to be a magnet. We're not drawing in or repelling out the people that we actually want to attract and the people we want to repel because magnets do both. They don't just draw you in. They also push out people who just don't resonate Love with that. your content, you know? So remembering that you've always got to have the two sides of that. Sometimes you need to go back to your beginning of like, Oh gosh, who am I writing to, you know, and what am I doing? Start looking back at your content if you have drifted, but if you're just starting out, making sure that you know exactly who you want to talk to as you go. Mm -hmm. um, and that might change and that's okay. That's been my story. I mean, I changed from when I first started to where we go. So that's not like, oh my gosh, I've set this in stone and now I'm in a new position and I want to talk to new people. But as you go, keep evaluating that and making sure, like you were saying, that your content is hitting the right points with the right people at the right time. Mm -hmm. No, I, I love that. And it's so important like to write to someone, right? To mm -hmm. someone, not for yourself. You got to write to yeah. someone. Now I want to actually take a step back on something you mentioned too, yep. on like building like that brand or community or like commenting and engaging, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Where you're also giving. Have you heard of uh, Gary V's $1.80 strategy? No, tell me about oh, okay. that. Okay. All right. So the the $1.80 strategy is giving your two cents on 90 pieces of content a day. Right. And so it's the dollar 80 strategy, right? It's like, what are your two cents on 90 pieces of content? Right. And that adds up to obviously like a dollar 80. Right. And like to go out and give. But I, I want to make sure people know how do you actually comment mm -hmm. and engage? Because if you just go out there and you say, nice post, Tara, 
no. How do you actually comment? How do you engage in a way that does start to build that kind of community? Yeah. So, I mean, I, every, look, everybody is guilty of starting out on LinkedIn and being like, you know, or doing this and that's okay. But oh my gosh, what anytime anybody does that online, if you go and look, I always say, thank you. What, what was nice about it or what resonates? Cause I'm like, I'm so interested in the conversation, you know? So I try to do it in a nice way, but absolutely give your unique thoughts. So there is nothing new under the sun. We hear this all the time. What is new is your take on it. You know, so somebody can literally write the same kind of post and you're going to get 50 original comments, 50 original thoughts on that. Be one of those comments because, and you'll see this all the time on people who know how to do this well, is those comments are content. (laughs) Those show up in other people's feed more than when you're just writing on your own feed because you're going to have your first or second connections. But when you start commenting on other people's content in a thoughtful, unique, um, interesting way. And you don't have to always agree. I mean, this is something too, that people forget. It's something like some of the best comments are like, not in a mean way. Do not be a troll. Do not be a troll. But just say, oh, that was interesting. You know, well, what about this take? Or what do you think about that? And then I always love asking questions back because remember, this is a conversation. This is not a a diet or a monologue. This is a dialogue. So whenever you're commenting, do so in a way that honestly invites the the writer, whoever, you know, posted that to continue the conversation on whether they do or not is up to them, but at least it shows your forethought. It shows your, um, your expertise, Mm -hmm. it shows your opinion, and it shows that you stand for something. So whenever I've made comments that really seem to resonate, not just with the poster, but with other people who are reading those comments. Um, I'll get more views on my profile. I get more connections than if I just posted something myself that day. So it's, it's such a great way to do it, but you've got to do it. Well, do not just do the nice post. Thanks for posting all of that. Lend yourself to your, to the thoughts and to the conversation and you'll receive so many more conversations in return. I love that. And actually I got to share this real quick because I've actually had to change my strategy here Mm -hmm. because I, I for to sound weird. People hate me for what I'm about to say, whatever. I don't care. I forget sometimes the size of my voice. And so yeah. I've seen things, right? Where I disagree. And I've done that before, right? It was like, actually, you know, have you considered? Yeah. But then it like crushes the person that wrote it, right? Or they feel like yeah. it was like an attack from a big voice. So actually, I'll message people like, hey, like I saw this. What did you mean by Mm. this? Or like, how have you tested that or whatever else? And I don't do it in public first. I do it via message first because I never want to like squash Mm -hmm. someone simply because my voice is bigger. But I do. At least I'm like, actually, funny enough, I won't name names here, but another big influencer (laughs) on. Actually, no, I will name names here. Actually, this is perfect. This is a good story. So Kyle Coleman (laughs) is a good friend of mine. Right. Mm-hmm. Kyle Coleman is a good friend of mine. And he made a post about, you know, like, don't say this in your email. Don't say that in your email. And some of the things in there, I was like, okay, like, is this just another one of those like preference things or is this proven? So I text mm-hmm. him like, yo, as your friend, have you tested this? Or is this more of a, you know, don't say, are you, I hope that you're all well, like, have you tested? And he's like, oh no, yeah, I tested it. We did this across 500 emails across these things. These mm-hmm. were the open responses. Yeah. I was like, thank you, my dude, because it's like, there is so much fluff out there that's not real. And Mm. so it's like, you know, but to be able to hit him up and be like, Hey, is this tested? Or is this just like something you're throwing out there for shits and giggles? And he's like, Oh no, I tested it. Here it is. I'm like, okay, good. Thank you. So, so then back into this. So now like we're kind of checking boxes here. We've established kind of what our voice is going to be. 
we've established who our audience is going to be. So now that we have that, like what would be your tips on the actual content in terms of frequency, things of that nature, structure, right? Like, okay, I've got my voice. I know who I'm talking to. All right, I'm start. I'm going to do this, Tara. I'm going to do this. Now what, right? Well, yeah. So this is, this is the fun part, you know? So once you have a, cause all that other stuff is, it's hard. It's hard to build. It's hard to strategize it, but it's not hard to do. Once you start getting in and this is what people always are like, basically come to me like, help, what do I do? How much do I post? So I am such a fan. I am so anti, um, you've got to post every day. You have to do this. You have to do this. Yes. You've got to build muscle. You need to be in front of people, but you have got to find something that sustainably works for you or find someone who can help you sustainably do something that works for you at a minimum three times a week. I mean, at a minimum, especially when you're starting out, when you're, you know, farther along in advance, you, you, you have some ability to kind of come and go as you please. But when you're starting to build a voice, you have got to be consistent. I always like my biggest tip post at the same time, people know, and, and our brains are wired to, um, to not be confused basically. So when we can expect something and when we know I'm going to see someone around sometime, again, this is when we're starting out, make that a habit. If you post between, you know, eight and nine on uh, Eastern time or whenever, you know, your time locally every day or every other day or Monday, Wednesday, Friday, things like that. People start to expect, they start to say, okay, where is that person? You know, where are they coming? So start posting, um, you know, regularly about the same time each day, make sure that you've got time before and after, you know, 30 minutes to engage with responses because mm-hmm. nobody likes posting and ghosting. You know, if somebody's taking the time to comment, comment back, like, and don't comment back what we just said. Hey, thanks. <laughs> like do a little more diving, say, you know, pull out a question, keep the conversation going because that helps you. And that shows, and it also will be more likely that they're going to engage again because now they have, you have given, it's that reciprocity and you're not making it about you for the love. Do not make it about you. Comments, everything is about the other person. So um, doing that regularly and then creating posts in those buckets consistently that allow people to know, like, and trust you. And what it does is it shortens that continuum. So when you do hop on a call or when you do slide in the DMs or when you are doing whatever it is that you are ultimately trying to accomplish here, you already are so far along with people who have engaged. And now you're doing something that I love over time. And that's you're developing a community of people that actually support your content because they love you. (laughs) They love that you're you're engaging with them and that you're creating conversations and you're adding to their life. You're making them better. You're making them, you know, smarter or think differently or, or, you know, look at something differently. So now you've hit that last critical bucket of trust. You're now building trust in the audience. That's not going to help if you only post once a month. It's not going to help if you only post, you know, once a week, or if you post all about you instead looking at it as a way to help other people build them up, make them more successful. 99% of people come on because they want to learn something they want to know and then help them just be better humans, you know, help them. Like I love helping people write better. I love helping people lead better, think better and just be better people. And then also break, you know, some of their molds of sustainability or I have to do this. And then you start getting into a rhythm where you want to do it. You start wanting to post more. You start wanting to connect more. You start wanting to engage more, but um, posting begets posting. So I'm on this big begets kit, writing begets writing, you know, commenting begets comments. Like Mm -hmm. the more you do something oddly enough the less of a chore it feels and the more you start to do it again Mm -hmm. and actually that's a good one I actually want to touch on real quick is what are I guess how what are the tips 
to write, right? Because I know some people are like, okay, yes, you're right, KD, Tara, I'm going to do this. I love it. And they sit <laughs> down, they pull up, they hit the post button, and they go, ah, well, okay, she said story, she said framework, she said my audience. Okay, wait, is this about them? Is it not about, and they get that writer's block, mm-hmm. right? Like, well, what do mm-hmm. I write? What are your tips on like how to get it? I love the, the baguettes, right? But you mm-hmm. got to start. What, mm-hmm. how can you start to write? Or like, what do you do when you sit down and you go, what, what am I going to write today? Like, what kind of tips do you yeah. have? So strategize and plan <laughs> like you would anything else, you know, like don't expect inspiration just to strike or like, wow, this is a great story. Write those suckers down in the moment as inspiration strikes, keep your notepad, keep going, but always make buckets beforehand. You know, again, the no like trust bucket, start a bucket, start a note. Okay. What are some posts? What are things that will help people know me? Cause again, I've already got my audience. I've already got my expertise, my area. I know what I want to accomplish. So within that framework of like, okay, let's say, you know, for me, I'm going to, let's say I'm going to launch course on writing. <laughs> Shocking. Yeah. Um, let's say I'm going to do that. And I, so I know I want to draw on people who want to write better, you know, so what am I going to do? I'm going to talk about writing, but specifically, I want to give them the tips that make that help them write better. So I've got my no post. I've got, I know something that I want to, to basically teach or to help them learn, to help them be more successful. So in that I'm going to create, okay, what's a post that can help someone do X, Y, Z better? You know, like what are the expertise posts? What are those things that I can do? So now I know the topic. Now within that topic or whatever it is that you want to write about, make, these are the the tips that you see all over. Don't just start writing a block of text, you know, that's 18 pages long. Don't just start going out saying, you know, again, this is uh, something that I've learned or that's all about me, 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 but make it to where it's compelling. Because when you start kind of getting into the nuts and bolts, you realize you only have three lines on LinkedIn to get, to grab their attention. So you want to do two things with every single post. You want to first grab their attention, but then you want to keep their attention because we all hate receiving those, you know, darn emails where my curiosity is peaked and then I open it up and I'm like, what the crap? Mm -hmm. (laughs) This is bait and switch. Same thing with your posts. So make sure whatever you're grabbing their attention with, you're actually going to satisfy, you're going to close the loop for them. And then you want to keep it. So keeping things short, you know, keeping points simple, going back, reading it out loud, making sure that you are following, okay, this actually makes sense. So I'm starting out with, you know, this topic or this idea, I'm giving them, you know, the meat of it, I'm giving them the nuts and bolts, maybe the how to maybe the story, maybe this is, you know, the inspiration piece, or maybe it's the information piece, whatever it is, you want to satisfy that. And then at the end, always in, at least for me, always in with a question to guide a discussion. So that's what I do. Not everybody does, but regardless of what you do, wrap it up. Like just get in there, make a point, wrap it up, and then invite other people to to engage with it with their own take or their own thoughts. But if you do that, and then like we always say, the biggest thing, start following other people who are doing this well, you know, and then you'll start to see that they've got a way that they do it. Don't copy word for word or, you know, strategy for strategy, but Use that as a way to say, okay, they're making it readable. They're making it easy. They're making it digestible. They're making it informational or they're making it, you know, inspirational, whatever it is. And then what does that look like in my voice? I I love that. And I think it's something people don't do enough of, which is pay attention to the patterns, right? So if you see a post that's getting a ton of engagement, look at it and go, why? Why Mm -hmm. do I think this is getting engagement? What is it about this post? 
that people seem to be liking? Is it the story? What's the emotion of that story? Is it the topic? What topic are they talking about here? Okay, people like that topic. Like, pay attention to what is working out there. You don't have to reinvent the, the wheel here. Like, there's proven <laughs> patterns to these things. Pay attention to them. And then, to your point, make it in your own voice because if you're writing the way kd writes or the way tara writes or the way justin writes or the way scott writes like it's gonna miss you have to write mm -hmm. your style <laughs> but the topics there can be can be great and so actually i'm just looking up we've already been going for 30 minutes i knew this was Gosh. gonna be a problem like we could do this <laughs> all day long so i got two final questions for you here the first one like we kind of like to wrap with call like the big three right? So like when it comes to building the brand, right? And kind of the content, what would be like the core three things? They forget everything else we've talked about in this, but these three things, what would those three kind of tips or takeaways be if you, I want to build a better brand? Okay. Number one is going to be connection. So if you want to build any kind of brand or any kind of community, you have got to connect. And what I mean is both ways of connection. And that's going to be connecting, of course, with other people, connecting with them, you know, actually on LinkedIn, connecting with their content. But then remember that you want other people to connect with you. So I always say connection over perfection. Do mm -hmm. not try to sit there and make everything perfect. Aim on the person. Aim on connecting over perfecting anything. The second thing I would say is definitely start with conversations. So these are kind of my feet. Conversations. Start the conversations. Get in the comments. Find your voice. Give your voice to find your voice. So you don't have to just come out the gates running and building and doing everything. So connect with people, start commenting, start finding your voice. And then once you feel good and you've got your swimming legs, start creating that content that people love. And you're going to know that pretty quickly, not just by no, by likes and you know comments and things like that or thumbs up, but really by the conversations that you're starting to have in the community. And then the biggest thing too is start to look for those repeat people who are coming, who are showing up for you, because that's going to be your community. And those are the people that are going to help you as you are building, so to speak, and as you're putting your voice out and you're putting your words out. So remember to always, always look at who's already there. And then kind of to our point earlier, if you're starting to kind of attract the wrong vibe, you know, if you're not doing that magnet thing and pushing out the people that really aren't helping you achieve your goal, whatever that is, I mean, I don't want to say like, only get people that are helping you achieve. It's not that. But if you really have like, okay, this is who I'm trying to talk to. And like you were saying, you know, if you're trying to do leadership stuff and then you're getting people who just really aren't interested in that, then start to really evaluate, you know, who you're pulling in, the kind of content that you're producing, and then start speaking to those people too. I love it. I love it. It's just so, I hope people do this. That's the thing is that you got to go do this, y'all. Like you can't just listen. You can't just say, oh, that's a great idea. You have to go do it and stick with it. And that's the key here. And then we got to wrap with this, right? So the name of the podcast <laughs> is Live Better, Sell Better. Because I also have this weird idea, right? Like, man, if we lived better, if we had more energy, joy, fulfillment, focus, whatever, that, you know, branding would be better, sales would be better, everything. What would your live better advice be for people listening? Oh, gosh, I would say the best way to live better is to give more, like mm. give absolutely everything that you can give up your thoughts, give up your time, give up your attention. And the more you give, my gosh, the more you're going to find, you know, so I would definitely say just be a generous human. Even if you don't feel like it, give of your words, give of your joy, give of your energy, give of your passion, because the more that you're giving, the more that other people are going to receive it. And they're going to start to give that right back to you. So just start living better by just being so generous with your thoughts, with your words, with your content, with your comments, with your connections, with your community. And the more you are going to just receive that abundance right on back. 
I, I love it. And you have been incredibly generous in this and also for the community <laughs> and everything that you're giving out there. Where can people get more? Like, where can people find you, follow you, connect with you? Do you got a book yet, a course yet? Like, where can they get more of what you're putting out there? Thanks. So you can definitely find me on LinkedIn, just Tara Horsmeyer. I think there's only one of me. And uh, you can find me online at happywordsell.com. So excited to connect with everybody. Hell yes. Happy words. Sell. I love it. Tara, thank you so much for your time, energy, and insights. This has been great. Awesome. Thanks for having me. Hell yeah.